to this episode of the ARC Audio Book Club. Today we're here to talk about my new favorite book, The Necrophiliac. <laughs> Written in 1972, but not translated into English until 2011, it's a very short book about a necrophiliac in Paris, which is like only in France. <laughs> <laughs> by day he deals antiques, and by night he digs out dead folks and do what necrophiliacs do. <laughs> So, with no further introductions, with me is Macon Holt. Hello. Eba Vesta. Hello. Neos Casanova. Hi. And I'm Giovanna Alessandro. So, what we have here is the alleged diary of Lucian, where he writes about his very decadent escapades. So, was it very gross to read? I think it's because, I think it's, it's not that it's, it, the start is pretty full on. Mm-hmm. As he's... Raping a not rape. Yeah, that's a whole discussion. We'll get he's there. He's having sex we'll with. We'll get a, to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to yeah. He's having sex with the dead body of a young girl, and he's um, the 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 visceral nature of it. The kind of the um, the presence of viscera in the presence of the, this like black goo escaping from the body, which indicates that, that time's kind of up with her. Um. It's kind of full on as a, as a way in, but then after that, you kind of get desensitized, and then you start to like maybe play yeah. the game a little bit. Yeah. Do you? I I did. I'm just dead inside, apparently. Though. I think this is oh, a really good intro. Um, mm. I'm gonna read the beginning of the book that you talked about. So we have October twelfth, nineteen uh, something, and that's the thing with the diary. We never know uh, exactly what year it is. It's always nineteen something, but I think it, the diary lasts about three years. And in my mind, this is in the 60s. It was written in 72, and mm. it's like a 60s universe, but I really have no idea. There's cars and stuff. <clears throat> There's cars and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the gray eyelashes of this little girl cast a gray shadow against her cheek. She has the sly, ironic smile of those who know a lot. Two uncurled locks frame her face, descending to the hem of her blouse, which has been pulled up under her armpits to reveal a stomach of the same bluish-white seen in certain Chinese porcelain. The mound of Venus, very flat, very smooth, shines slightly in the lamplight. It seems to be covered in a film of sweat. I spread the thighs to study the vulva, thin as a scar, the transparent lips a pale mauve. But I still have to wait a few hours. For the moment, the whole body is still a bit stiff, a bit clenched, until the heat of the room softens it like wax. This little girl is worth the trouble. It's truly a very beautiful dead girl. I feel like re-traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's so much worse when you hear someone reading it out loud. I think it becomes like a shared thing because then it enters yeah. a social sphere in a certain way, which is, yeah, that's, yeah. it is curious because it's like a very private sort of, um, it's him and this dead girl who's not there. I mean, yeah. I did. I never got to this gross part. And after I read it, I googled mm. reviews of it, and they all sort of empathize how disgusting this book mm. is, mm. which I just never got that it was disgusting. Um, I think once uh, at first because he is so seductive, um, mm. like I would probably follow him to the jungle. Uh, <laughs> and I, really, really, perhaps. Well, perhaps. But also, mm. I mean, second, it's so literary. Like mm. it's yeah. so yes. literary yeah. with quotes from like Edgar Allan Poe especially like mm. he keeps going back to him and um from Herodo and um from this other person that I now have forgotten the um, the name of that it doesn't seem genuine mm. it seems yeah. so 
over the top yeah. that it's it's not disgusting anymore. No. Mm. It's not like something that would be read out in court against an actual necrophiliac where you would go like you. Um, yeah, but this yeah, seems yeah. like a whole. Mm. Yeah, it's a I book, mean, it's, right? It's a very well written book, and I don't think you get to that point like we. Like talk about it with Eva before. Like we, you don't get a point where you have to like stop reading and like take a break and like be like, okay, I cannot deal with this. But I think it's part of like how well written it is. Maybe mm. I don't know. Like it, it just like it's true that the text flows really well and all that stuff. It's almost <laughs> like a deeper level of disturbing, though. In that yeah. way, like the psychology of like it's gross the images are gross yeah but there is this detachment i think in a way but i'm not sure if that necessarily worked for me like, i don't know but i think the images are gross only when he wants to communicate that he finds the thing gross but I like also- when 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 things are on the turn like when things are beautiful he wants you to know that he thinks they're beautiful I don't know, like this vulgar, like even though he uses some romantic language, he's also very vulgar in a way that like would be vulgar even if he was talking about a living person. Which is funny that you say that you find him vulgar because to me, this is a person that, uh, well, to me, this isn't even a person because the author doesn't grant him like the privilege Mm. of becoming a person in Mm. the book that he sees. I mean, he says that corpses are flawless and that's why he loves them, unlike the living which I think mm. to him is very vulgar, but he's very like stylistic and reserved and poetic mm. and romantic. So it's funny that you find him vulgar because I don't think that that I is mean, how I he didn't find himself. him. I didn't find him vulgar either. I just find everything like actually like very descriptive and like very like tea attached from everything. So like even the grossest part, I thought they were just like so well described. Mm. That even though I like, yeah, there is like this part of like, I'm a bit reluctant to use the word beautiful or nice because I was like, in a way, like very like, I just didn't like what I was like, the words I was reading, I guess. But everything just seems like so calculated and like so well put into place and so well described that that created some kind of distance that also make me admire the thing that I was reading in a very different way from maybe its content, which mm-hmm. is also like weird to say because it's part like part of why I would find it like a good read is because I think mm. what is saying and like how is it developing it's like interesting and like but I don't know there was like a part of like the way he describes everything and like the way the story goes on and like the storytelling that it's so descriptive in a very beautiful way but descriptive that it's so easy to be detached to it mm. yeah and i have two points for what uh to what you just said and one of them is that he is so detached right yeah um which is funny because to me he wasn't or maybe he was but the thing that seems detached i as a reader felt like i knew more than he was aware of from mm. what he was writing because mm. to me as a uh, reader I thought I could like very quickly see that he was starting to slip and he seems very poised and like he knows what he's doing mm. but then he leaves at one point for for Na- Naples which is because the ground beneath him is is burning and 
I wasn't aware. Is he seeing this or not? And is he just like glossing it over that he can't stay in Paris because it's too dangerous now? Because once he almost gets caught mm. and another time he almost gets caught by the police and the maid starts to quit because all these black flies are in the yeah. apartment and they're like, this is not normal. I'm yeah. out of here. Um, so I don't know how poised he is and how like self-delusional he is. And... Um, the other thing that you were saying were with the descriptions, right? Mm -hmm. Which is also funny because he's not very well described. It's all about the language that he uses. The only thing that was really well described is the decay of bodies. Mm. Um, but which I, is very vivid. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's also a part that it became like very clear and important to me at some point and that I was like looking for clues all the way since I realized and it's the fact that He's drunk most of the time. <clears throat> you think he's drunk? Oh, he does say like he does say at some point, like uh, when he's like he like at one of the first times that he says that he's like closed in his apartment and he doesn't want anyone to like uh, disturb him. He says like, uh, I didn't care because like from yesterday, I don't have any food, but I'm living out of water and whiskey. Mm -hmm. And then he like there's like at some points he talks about mm. Uh, like his only like source of and he's like closing and like being with the corpse for like more than one like for some days he does mention that he is drinking whiskey uh-huh and that kind of like it became like my thing to like see in every moment if he was like mentioning that he was drinking yeah because I thought that would I don't know, in a very plain way for me, it was like very justified then like all this kind of like detachment and all this like this idea of like having someone who clearly has some kind of addiction. I don't know if it's like necrophilia or the drinking one, but like that made a lot of sense in the context. So I, I was always looking for the drinking but thing. He doesn't seem like morally, like he doesn't seem conflicted as a character. He never brings up like any feeling of like regret or kind of remorse or self-hatred no no but which is what you would expect from yeah. someone who would feel more you know i never saw the drinking but that's really interesting and now i want to read it, it again because i think yeah, maybe yeah now that appears. you say it once yeah. i remember that he's saying yeah he has whiskey and water but i didn't even it, notice it, it appears and, a couple of times uh -huh. and i think that gives a lot of i don't know like maybe i'm it's just like my way to look at it but mm -hmm. like i thought that gave a lot of sense into like how he explains things because it's his world. Of course, mm. he doesn't see that he has a problem if he has. But I thought like that drinking part like connected to this like obsession with like that. Of course, is like made like a very mm. consistent person mm. in the way that he's explaining his experiences. Yeah, because also important to remember like the stereotype we always have with drinking is that it's um because someone's trying to get away or because they're trying to like uh, push down some sort of shame or something. But it could also be the chasing of the vividness of the sensation. Like it could be like the the making it more. That's fair. Yeah. And that creating your consistent world. Like if you are alone mm. in a way, I think, I don't know. Yeah. I think like drinking can be a very. Uh, it can be an intensifier. And it can, it can just like really create you, your own, I don't know. I think it, it does make a lot of sense in my mm. head. But it's so like open it to that your... because there's no, there's very little insight into like his inner world. Like it's basically just quite literally like descriptions of what he's doing. Mm. But that I think that makes a lot of sense again because it's like that is his world. Mm. That is his inner world. That's on, 
only thing he cares about. And that's I think that's definitely why the way it's it like very, very nice that it's like a diary and makes a lot of sense because it's like, that's what he cares about. That's what he thinks of all day long. Like it doesn't matter that he he's like... But I mean, now that you said that with the drinking as well, I mean, to me, this book is very ironic, building him as a character. He's not a real character. And he's yeah. the author of this book is not trying to explain what it's like to be a necrophiliac. Oh. That's the detachment um, of it. I think. Yeah. And it's also, to me, um, this book with him is pointing towards literature. I mean, we have the shape of a diary, right? Yes. I don't think any diary looks like that. <laughs> it's very linear. It points towards um, an event in the end. Um The diaries are school shooters, though. Yeah, but there's also lots of drawings. Okay, there is drawings in this as well. <laughs> so yeah, maybe the really? drawings. I didn't get shooters. drawings. No, I don't Danish know why I sound disappointed. In the, <laughs> in the Danish translation, there are drawings. Ah, um, that's interesting. Ah. We have all these quotes um, from, especially Edgar Allan Poe. Um, I don't yeah. think this is trying to explain, like, or like. What do you call it? Like explain the psychological mechanisms no. behind an equifilia. No, yeah. Um, I think it's a very ironic gesture. But that's why I think that's how drinking would serve in that because, like, I think it, it's clearly drinking for intensity rather than drinking for uh, suppression or remorse. It's like no. that's a psychology one we remorse, but like intensity is like the kind of the um, this weird figure, this kind of detached literary figure of necrophilia could be like the one that can drink and not be affected by it. You know, he's not. No, like imagine like being hung over and having a corpse in your room the vomit would be terrible mm. yeah but now <laughs> so i mean it's... i haven't noticed the drinking yeah, yeah. so i don't know how yeah, yeah. often he actually does it and how much i would be able to build from that mm-hmm. yeah um, no it's just like, a, like as how that detail would function wouldn't necessarily be to psychologize him mm-hmm. yeah because psychology is absent from the book yeah i think it is um and i don't think yeah the explanations are not there and It's all the explanation that is there is is broadcast <laughs> very loud. <laughs> What did you think about the language? Like it's this very slow, poetic. Um, kind of. Um, I didn't find it slow. No. No, and I don't know if not I found at all. it even. I not, found it almost gothic. I like think, to me, this mm. was all about Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I don't think I think it was slow. I think it's more that it took its time. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it would um, linger, and it would. Um, But it's so short. It's so. Yeah. It feel. Yeah. I felt very fast to me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It, but it, it is reminiscent of that kind of very um, proper pro- prose style you find also in like Georges Bataille's Story of the Eye, where it's like, why is this transgressive thing written as if it's like um, a, the, the description of like a nineteen twenties um, boys' school hijinks kind of thing? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Like. Like it's, it's written to be a proper book kind of book. Yeah. And that's curious, I think, stylistically. That's, that's exactly like... Um, like the reason why... The only reason why probably I'm like happy that I've read this book. It's like it's a well, very well-written book. And when I think about it, I mean... I don't know if with the distance because I, I read it yesterday. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like if I think about it like it's it's because it's a well-written book and and then I think about the topic in general mm-hmm. and it's I think I think it's just an excuse like as a writer you're just taking a very extreme topic that is not like mm. 
a very like well-treated topic in literature mm -hmm. and you have like all these ways to like you have all these possibilities to like explore and explode mm -hmm. that topic mm -hmm. so that becomes so interesting that you can do so much with the language not because mm -hmm. of the language itself but rather because of the topic mm -hmm. so but then what you want is i mean it's less literature it's more um an exploration of no, it is. a it, problem. No, no, no. The opposite, the opposite. Like, I, I do want an exploration of literature. I want an exploration of language. But I think at some point, if we could consider this contemporary literature 20th century, I don't know. It's like you have to go to these places where language hasn't been explored and exploded mm -hmm. mm. in order to, yeah. like, do that yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that it's like an easy way to do, like to yeah. do great literature. I'm just saying that because yeah. not so many people has treated this topic, you have all this freedom to explore that and explore the language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you build that the, you use, but you, you build no... the aesthetics of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the topic in the end. It is very important because that's like the main reason mm -hmm. why you're writing that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that main topic of this book is if this is moral mm. or not if this is like disgusting or not it's, it's not actually about Lucien it's it's exactly like it's not about that at all it's mm. about like how we use language mm. so you would okay maybe I'm getting this totally wrong but I'm trying to yeah because she's writing about a necrophiliac and because not many people has done that she has a bigger like responsibility to represent it no 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 responsibility it's, it's about the canvas Mm -hmm. It's like if you have like, if you're trying to mm. like explore the aesthetics of writing, mm -hmm. um, that you can go over you can like write like, about flowers again, mm -hmm. or you can find like how aesthetic, like what are the aesthetics of of, of sex and death simultaneously, mm -hmm. and then how do you like ex like explore that aesthetic territory? So that's mm -hmm. that's all. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That is exactly. Like, what that's I'm the priority saying. of the book, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's like, how what? I saw it. Yeah, but that's how, and that's what I I thought it was like it was at least it was my way to justify why I didn't think this was repulsive mm -hmm. or like the reason why I thought it was like interesting to read mm -hmm. because she's going like she's ex like the writer mm -hmm. but now I'm thinking about the writer I'm not thinking about the story mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the writer writing something mm. it's just like yeah. great because she has all this world that hasn't been oh, discovered so you like it this yeah, th th this is the part which is good. This is. Yeah, the I, I, I think <laughs> we were great. coming to something, like, and this yeah, is why yeah. I hate it. No, 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 no. This is like why I think it's great, and that's uh -huh. why I think it's like I'm yeah. happy that I've read this mm -hmm. because I've I've never read about necrophilia. Nope. Yeah. In this way, yeah. I've never yeah. like. Now you know. I, now, yeah. now I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the idea of like um, yeah, a necrophilia colliding with the theory of the beautiful. Is compelling. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel and like, like the way language why... is used. The mm. idea of like finding, like exploring necrophilia from like a very, I kind of, I wanted the psychology in it more, I think. Or maybe I just wasn't, I had certain expectations upon engaging with it that weren't met. Like I was expecting um, to be to be at that point where I was like reluctantly turned on by this book. Uh -huh. <laughs> like that's what I yeah. wanted. Like I wanted the Lolita experience of being like, oh, this is actually 
really erotic yeah. even though I don't want it to be and that's yeah. such a like weird place to be but I don't mm. feel like that's what I was getting I feel like I was getting something else and that's what I'm interested in hearing about from you guys what you yeah. feel I want to hear about that I mean now you're saying that <laughs> <laughs> was no one turned on by this book no not particularly no, no. No, no. I'm sorry I want it to be yeah. we have the warmest summer in like a 200 years in my mind this is like bodies. massive logistical problems <laughs> warm summer dead bodies oh my god this worked for yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, but I, I I do mm, what does that there's say, something what you, like, <laughs> curious. like what you're saying like I totally agree <clears throat> but I think it like kind of like I'm just gonna connect it very quickly mm-hmm. quickly which was what I was saying and it's the fact that Your other reference was like Lolita. Mm. But that's totally different from exactly. what we were talking about. Like we've never read about necrophilia in literature. So she has all this space to like build all How of this. How much pedophilia so literature have... have you read though? Yeah, but I think maybe it's like more like a common phenomenon in daily life. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I'm sorry, but yeah. like how yeah. many pedophiliacs do we know? I mean, maybe not personally, for, like it. fortunately, mm. but like, you know, like it's it's like a social topic. We get so much information about that in a way. Yeah, at least in our programs. Yeah, and like we hear about it and like we know how legally, mm-hmm. like we do have cases of pedophilia. And you have unfortunately, every day. And stuff. You don't have but exactly. But you don't aspect have of it like, where it's like, oh, you're not meant to empathize with that, but then you empathize with it and then you mm. reach a different moral these, these idea but those are two different things though like like because this is a discussion about like the the aesthetics the aesthetic possibilities of a phenomenon versus right like, no i'm talking about the morale like yeah, the, the empathy and morality like the, 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 yeah. the, the, the philosophy of ethics discussion of it is something yeah not detached from it but exactly because you reach that through yeah. the subjectivity and the yeah, like different kind of yeah it's like the different They're overla- they are overlapping fields, but they are they have different centers. Yeah, and this one just isn't concerned. Because with that going into it, I was a bit wondering about the morality. Like, well, you know, <laughs> how how bad is really having sex with a corpse? Like, what is the transgression compared to something like pedophilia? If you really think about it, like the damage that's being done to another, like I found that mm. so interesting. But this wasn't like. Um, wasn't interested in that. It wasn't making me turned on and it wasn't making me understand. And But maybe it's making me think about it. Um, but there was no like, oh, now I get it. Like, I would totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not ever going to happen. I mean, <laughs> a mistake to make, we take it as instructions. Did any of you wonder? I mean, I was, I was turned on by this book the first time. <laughs> How easy it would be to be a necrophiliac, according to this book. There are no preferences when it comes to partner choice. Yeah. Like, mm. it might be a baby, it might be an old man, it might be something, one dying in a car crash But and being totally shattered. And, yeah. uh, Hashtag not all necrophiliacs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so much That's easier. That's the thing, is like, it's like his, he's... He's like, ooh, what am I getting today? I don't yeah. care because I'm gonna like it. He's, but That's then he, but he's, but he's, but he's still got like... He only uses orifices that existed in life. True story. So like no new the, holes for mate. Yeah. So like for the car accident victim with like people like you know with like holes in the chest, he's got no interest in that. No. So he's he's partially polymorphously perverse. Mm-hmm. But he's not like he's not going all in. He's not like he doesn't want that kind of full, full yeah. Well, I mean armpit kind of exists in life. Mm. <laughs> Some would say. <laughs> he does use boobs. 
He does use boob. He uses yeah, but again, baby thighs. Yeah. Again, no. these are all things that exist in these. <laughs> these are all things that exist in life. He's not, you know, um, the the waxy nature of the skin that he mentioned in the, in the opening. Uh, it doesn't drill thing. a hole in the stomach. Mm. No, he yeah, he doesn't. Mm. He, he's not like, interested in the matter. He's not interested in the teddy he, he bear wants, style. He wants like there to be a semblance of a form. Yes. He wants them to retain to that person. symbolic identity. And that's identity. what he's saying about corpses, right? They're flawless, yeah. unlike humans, uh, which have minds that probably are the things that make them flawed. Which is confusing as well because their <laughs> flaw is that they stopped living. Yeah. So now. Now, in the state of so like, now. now that's not an yeah, option. Yeah. And did you see that? Yeah. The author has this cameo role in the in the book. No. He's no. Uh, going back to when he was a kid and there was oh, this I... teenage girl living next door, mm. Gabrielle. <laughs> and he was just waiting for her to die. Or like, he was yeah. almost attracted to her, but then ah, she was still alive. Fantasizing about her mm. hanging from a yeah. noose. Yeah. Oh, Gabrielle. Uh, <laughs> could have been. But I think like, at least for me, like all these parts just like weren't questionable because mm. like for me for me he does he does have a I don't think it I don't think it's that it's so easy for him in a way that oh it doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, no, he men or, men or women, babies or not. Mm. Like it's just for me it's like the fact that there is like again like no respect <clears throat> towards mm. And formerly alive entity mm. that they did have their will, mm. Mm. and I think it's like this suppression of like mm. it's just like so easy, like in a way, like it's so easy to say like oh, if they don't say yes or no, <laughs> it's like that. That's like, but like that's that's the easiest. Like if you think about it, mm. that's like the easiest way to go. Like yep, you don't need an answer, right? <laughs> yeah, One and that, like you know, like. Yeah. Did you feel like you were like disgusted by more just the idea of the actual having sex with a dead person or disgusted by the violation of like a human body like the sacrilegious I aspect think of I it. think for me it was more like this like total violation of I guess like a life like human rights But you could this feel this? that through the book because I couldn't and I'm really amazed. I I I um, like for for me that was like the most like it it didn't matter if they were like alive or I think it was like for me it was so central, the fact that he is totally totally ignoring, mm. and I think the reason why it was so central is the fact that he, he keeps explaining that he goes to the graves, mm-hmm. um, so that that kind of puts. I think, at least for me, that puts a will into that dead person. Mm-hmm. Those people are in that grave normally because they've been wanting to do that when they were dead. You know, like the fact that they weren't that, burned. No, to self, be cremated. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's true, you know, mm. like all there is like all this thought on like a dead person putting into a grave, having its funeral, mm. like all these people suffering around that person because that person is not suffering anymore because they're dead. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, it must be awful to know that mm-hmm. you're dying. But, like, when you're dead, we're dead. Yeah. Like, the people who are suffering is actually, like, yeah. the people around you. But it's, like, this, like, former thought of that person dying, probably, mm-hmm. and putting all that in place. And then just, like, someone 
coming and destroying all that. Mm. And then like after <clears throat> ending with all of that, just like throwing into the river. And that was the, o- the other thing that is so methodological. Like he ends up with it and then he throws them to the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck wants to end up in the river? If you want to it end up them. in the river, if you want to end up in the river, like you can do that. Like you get cremated and mm. you end up in the river mm-hmm. because you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like this, like totally like violation of your rights. Mm. And like, it's kind of like, dude, like you've lived over your whole life and then you're, you're dead. You're still getting fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally <laughs> fucked. But I think the, and then like thrown into a river, like not only awful. does life but the, fucking death like, fuck about, the thing about, I think that's even like, that's so bad. But the thing about all you're saying is <clears throat> everything you're talking about is based on the connections that people have in life. And the connections that span across temporality and that the way that we accept things can span across temporality is how we actually establish connections. Like mm-hmm. that I'm the same person from one day to the next day to the next day to the next day. Therefore, you can hold me to a promise I made three days ago. Yeah. Um, but that's also like holding. And like, the thing is, he is, aside from hiring maids through the abstract medium of money and from doing his professional work to get the money to pay for the maids, to pay for mm. the apartment, like he is detached from society. So he is not in that network. But he is though because he he does have he otherwise how would you explain that he has this methodology? How does no, he know that like he, he does all that? But, like but, he but, is a ta- But it is more psychotic. Like he knows there's problems he has to deal with. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's basically he's not connected. He's just aware <laughs> of his surround his environment. Around them. He's in an environment not a net, not like a network. But then why is it so clear <clears throat> that he knows why he's in necrophilia? What if his corpses are the texts? What if you read the texts as the corpses that is dead and that there is no psychology behind this and you can't take out any meaning from this except that this is literature, which has symbols? Yeah, but what are the symbols? Death and sexuality in this case, yeah. especially, which us, I mean... Which is irony in this part. And that's where this becomes yeah. like... Why is it right? irony? I don't understand. Because it's opposites. so overly done. I mean, the connection between death and sexuality is okay. little Lucian sees his dead mother and he starts masturbating. And that's when he has a sexual awakening, right? So Freudian. So Freudian. So everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are all these literary quotes. Um, mm. So what if this is just pointing towards literature and science and symbols as this like hermetically sealed... Then it's also then organism. It, in some ways, that also makes it like terrifyingly, boringly French. It makes it make more sense. Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, think so. Too. I, mean, like it has I, a I bigger don't function exactly, yeah. and I think that it is that that is what it's doing. Yeah. And I think the author is extremely clever, and I don't think she's missed out on anything. No, 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 no. no, no. no I don't but think. So I, I, don't th- I don't think it was a miss. I think it's. I think it's more like it's just like it's. It's so much then within a particular milieu of cultural production that it's somewhat not talking outside of that. No, and, no. Uh, and then, but then it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's a dead end because yeah, yeah, you can yeah. do nothing with yeah, yeah, it then. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then it's like, but then it's like, bravo. Yeah. But then, but it's sarcastic bravo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. But that's, but that's, that's the part. But, but how can we live? <laughs> but what is then the... We can't. We can only be raped in death. 
What is it that she wants you to like take away from this? It points to you as a reader and what you do with the text. And if you go like, oh, this is an allegory of modern dating life or like, oh, she's not really doing, she's not explaining a necrophile very well. Um, like what, what you as a reader take from this mm. is what I think she points to in this book. Mm. Mm. In, and so she's in looking at you the whole time. Exactly. And I think that's what she's doing. Yeah. And I mean, that could be what she's doing, but I mean, this is still a book and this is not her book anymore in that way. So this mm. book is obviously doing mm. a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also think that this book is doing that. Yeah, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty uncontrovertible, like, especially given like the, the, the different literary illusions that you were saying like literary yeah. text it's clearly it, it, it is about text and it is about aesthetics yeah exactly mm. like More... I, I don't have a problem with that at all mm. yeah 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 and I think that that's where it comes also like this like not feeling extremely gross out and having to put the book away mm. because you, it's true that you can see that like it goes beyond that yeah yeah, or, or like it goes to the side of it, not beyond. I think I think the like notion, to, like, yeah, exactly, notion of the like, world of science is beyond is kind of like, yeah. I think it's kind of infant. It's yeah. not quite the fucking... And I think it's actually like pretty... It's actually pretty... I think it should be pointed out how clever it is if we're able to like talk about other things rather than like if we were grossed out or not. Mm-hmm. And that's like very... That's a very... Like it's it's interesting to know what we feel like more like contradict to if it was like the actual violation of a dead body or if it's like the meaning behind that or whatever. But like it's clearly doing a really good job into like not focusing on like is this gross or not? Is this immoral or not? But rather we're focusing on something like beyond that. And that. I mean that's great. Mm. That that's really well mm. written. That, that's I think. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like it's very it's so unshocking. In exactly. A way. It's like, yeah. Well, of course yeah. you're banging a baby. Let's dead. Mm. <laughs> this is who you are. Which is interesting because most of the reviews you, you read around it is how like shocking it is yes. mm-hmm. and like how traumatic or aggressive. And I feel like I, I felt yeah. like it was a little bit. I felt like I mean the images that are conjured are still pretty. They're kind of violating yeah. your mind, right? You yeah. don't necessarily. Yeah. You would never come across imagining this necessarily. Well, you know, and in the way, <laughs> it depends on who you are. On a long evening. <laughs> but I, I, it's like image. It was like new. What Neus was saying, for mm. example, about unexplored territory. It did feel like new images, and they felt like invasive in that way. But mm. it also felt like you were supposed to tread through that, and that you know it opens mm. with that shock, so that you're primed for the rest mm. of this. yeah and it's it's pretty short so it's not it's telling you that it's kind of gonna yeah did you feel like there was an arc to it mm. in what way what or do like you mean downward spiral it felt because it felt very just kind of uh i don't know if i felt there was a beginning and an end besides the fact that he might have to stop being a necrophiliac because he's going to jail right yeah presumably yeah yeah, yeah. But I thought that was like a very just like nice and easy way to stop this. Mm-hmm. And in that way, I think it really works as a diary because you it's kind of like, kind of like, I, I imagine this like diary being like very long mm-hmm. and just being like handpicked mm. some entries in order to have a limited yeah. diary. Right. To me, I think to me the most fucked up part about this book was not that he was banging dead people, but that um, that I had a sense that this guy's getting caught. 
mm. and he's sort of aware of it. And mm. he's definitely aware in the end that, mm. oh, yeah. he's fucked up. Like, this yeah. was a huge decadent yeah. party, yeah. and now yeah. it's about to yeah. end. And he ends the book on this uh, sort is, of a brighter note, which is not brighter, which is really deeply disturbed, mm. I felt. Like, that was what got to me. Which I guess, in, the, in a certain way, sort of mimics the very nature of what death is. Mm-hmm. Like, that there's there basically what life is, is this frantic clawing against the entropic nature of the universe. Mm-hmm. And that desire drags you along that process but at a certain point you can't manage that well enough and you're gonna fall apart Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. to me it was more about like i mean i read it in a different way because i didn't read it very symbolically i was very much (laughs) taking it like very literally (laughs) oh that's that's, oh that's a weird book far far too literally um but it was making me think more about like you know what is our relationship to death Mm. Um, I guess that's somewhat symbolic in the sense that the bodies were more like just death itself like how do we interact with it what does it mean to us and like you know the idea that maybe western perceptions of death are kind of like more of this sense of like denial and this thing of like oh you know Mm -hmm. we ignore death and we put it in the ground and we put it away And we don't necessarily engage with it, whereas, you know, other yeah. different other cultures might engage with death so differently. Well, let's just see death being considered ideologically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the corpses, like not so literally, but also literally. I mean, mm. there's this um, like community or I don't know the proper province in Indonesia where they, for example, after they bury the dead, they take them back up again every year and they wash them and they clean them (laughs) and they give them new clothes and it's even Mm. a whole ceremony around you know you take the body back to where it died and then you bring it back to its grave it's a performance Mm. but it's also a completely different relationship Mm. to death through corpses Mm. um that we don't engage with because i mean even that to us is pretty abject and kind Mm, of mm -hmm. and strange and gross Mm -hmm. um but it also kind of reflects our yeah denial of death in a way compared to accepting it as part of life and reality and i was wondering if the book maybe was trying to poke fun at that certainly yeah like the 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 static nature of the symbol like there were he was there's definitely she was definitely trying to like like mock that i think that's mm. abundantly clear that she's i mean i think also yeah like the also i think the way that she it's not to say that moral i don't think morality is absent from the book it's not like the it main doesn't theme. work without it being yeah it, need, somewhat needs to have that, mm-hmm. it needs to have the transgression thing mm. of course the character of lucian transgressions way over there he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's not but you can't I see megan think... is pointing far into the distance <laughs> but Podcast, i maybe. i do think he's very aware of that morality like his own morality in respect like mm. i in that way i i i it's hard for me to believe that he's so deified from let's say society where because like for like for me it was like a clear example when he talked about these people that he encountered that he was sure that they were also necrophiliacs in naples yeah. in naples oh, and, and also couple, in in uh, paris yeah. and also the couple mm-hmm. like i thought that were, those were like clear examples like that was like the point where he 
he knows what he's doing. He knows mm. the consequences of that. So that's also why I don't think there was like, yeah, like the way the book ends. I don't think is that like controversial or whatever because he knows that what he's doing is just like not accepted in society. Mm. But it's inherently controversial. I think it is in a way, but I think I just think like he's so in his own world. Yeah. But I think it knowing that he exists mm. within You're another not in world. His world. You're watching no, no. from a distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it's like this awareness of like he I think he does have an awareness that he lives in another world. He's just like it doesn't have a he doesn't have like maybe like a moral problem with him being mm. in another world, but yeah. he does know that his yeah, yeah, world. He, knows. Yeah, yeah. he almost gets caught like but, several but, times. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. I'd say it's operating on like different levels, right? I think there's like the the avowed social level where necrophilia is wrong. I think he has no. Cons- I think he's aware of that level, but has no like feeling of um, responsibility to it. Mm. Yeah. But on the actual level, like he, like he, and he's not connected to that at all. But he is connected to the society at large, and he is actually kind of almost, he's been produced by the symbolic order that makes having sex with death a taboo. Mm. Yeah, 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 but but I think there is like a last little connection. Well, in which that, is in like that, that, that part. That, yeah. That exactly. So like he he does know, he does he does know. That if he gets caught, he that will represent mm. him existing, existing in the way he has been existing at that po- yeah. until that point. But he also knows that he's always in that like constant like he's like basically just like pushing. I feel that he's just like being like okay, like I'm doomed anyway, so I'm yeah. just gonna try yeah. until I get caught. So that's why I don't think there is like any kind of like. <laughs> But that, that's also like the nature of what life is, though, that the kind of book explores. Like, he is doomed anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like, but, uh, can you but, envision a future where you can donate your body to necrophiliacs? I thought about this too. Me too. <laughs> a lot. The way you donate now your thinking, body to am science. Am I going to do it? And I, I would donate I'm, other people, I think. Because when I was thinking about this morality, I was like, I don't know. Okay, so then you get into the area of consent, right? So you could explore what you think... <laughs> consent is in terms of does it require you know consciousness mm-hmm. um is consciousness inherently something that's separate from the body or is it attached to the body because i think we also have this tendency to think of our bodies as separate from our you know whatever you call it soul mm. consciousness and mm. this like other like higher level of being that is contained within like a body and that those two things are it's a container and what's inside and they're different. And, um, you know, I don't know what I necessarily think about that because I also think that's a strange mm. vision of what, it, like, a human thing is. But if you think of the body as being, as lacking consciousness and therefore not really having any mm. subject, therefore you can't really rape it um, mm. per se. Mm. But if if you still wanted to require consent, could you just, you know... Sign off. Uh, yeah, and then you would have to register yeah. as a necrophiliac, and yeah. then you would, would have to okay? go to this like hotel at the hospital where the <laughs> where the bodies were that Motel. had donated themselves. But I yeah. think like if in that scenario, 
Mm-hmm. If that scenario existed, right? I think this book would be totally different. Or like the way I had read this book would be totally different. But could different. that scenario exist? It probably could. I mean, if well, I, like, like the way the market yeah. works. <laughs> no, no, I'm Apple, serious. Yeah. I'm serious. I, I was reading I was reading this like uh, like yeah, well, I was starting to read this. I was finishing reading all this like a uh, collection of like small essays from this like a uh, Catalan philosopher. She's really great. Um, and she has like some, she just like does these essays, doesn't matter what, but she has like some essays about like what love is, free love. And basically Mm. she really tries to connect the whole idea of sexuality and love within like capitalism and market. And that really made me think about like, now that you say this, like that is a possibility. Mm. Mm. It would be like a sale, though. You create a market. Like, it's just creating a market. Yeah, you just create a demand. And And like the the way, I'm sorry, but like the way mm, that capitalism is evolving, like, it doesn't, it it does seem like a bizarre idea, but it doesn't seem like an impossible idea. This like twin peaksy type of like nightclub. If you can can install AI onto a sex robot. (laughs) Mm. Like if you if like, yeah. like remove it. if if you as a person like in the same way that you like I, pay for no. your yeah no, then you have to find out where your crush from high school whether he's a registered donor and where you can like find him uh, <laughs> it gets so personal <laughs> Daniel but from th- high school those are the technicalities I guess but like as a general concept. Yeah, in not, the same way that we can sign up to like this is also, donate yeah. but what about if you looked at it from a more like you know so you have the market aspect of you could maybe sell the bodies or at least make them available to the public probably through monetary exchange because mm-hmm. that's how it works right <laughs> um, but he still has this like affection for them right it's almost like I mean but, but is it what in a about way that a, the sugar yeah, dating all this like uh, like press like mm. escorts like you know like, like it has to come yeah. or like all this like in japan there's like this thing where you can rent a family mm. and like you also have like these high school girls that will like hold your hands in like lunch breaks and like walk in the park mm. Yeah, it's like, but what's it like? What's the difference between yeah. that and like finding affection into but, a dead body? So there can never be like pure love. No, but it's all like semiotics. <laughs> it's like you're renting your introduction into symbolic order the whole time. Like, like that's what you rent when you rent a family. It's what you rent when you like rent a body. It's what you rent when you rent the body of a living person as a prostitute. It's like you're renting mm. um, some capacity to feel like you're attaining the level of a sign. Well, like else. you're fulfilling your needs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but need, your needs are also so entangled in the in the sense, like the sign order that you're. But living his, in. yeah, aren't you're making sense of your needs in, mm. from what you have. But, but like, he's not gaining anything socially from this. No, no, because he, but he's also like deconstructing the notion of the sign of death. What do you mean by that? But like, he, so his whole thing is like the way that death is being like literally put on the ground denied he's like no it should be elevated it should be it should be uh exact it should be it's still useful like no longer vibrating with the useless attempts to negate entropy entropy is like the descent into chaos that all matter goes through Mm. so like when you like wash up sand on the shore it's usually a pile rather than a sandcastle sandcastle is an order which is opposed on the thing yeah um 
like we all tend towards that that's what death is and he's just so relieved to have like this access to a body that like or like this this kind of sim- pure symbolic space where it's not concerned with denying its inevitability anymore but in the story it's very and much also not descended into complete chaos yet yes so usually i end up by asking mm. you guys if you would recommend this book but i found a better like criteria for success (laughs) (laughs) would you read another book by this author after having read this book Eva um I want to say yes because I feel like I didn't um I have to be very honest like I didn't enjoy reading this book and um I said this earlier I feel like it made a lot of sense to read the book in a context where I was gonna talk to other people about it. Like if it was a private experience, mm-hmm. I think I would just kind of try to repress the memory of having experienced it. <laughs> but having yes. being able to, yeah, that now, I don't know. Um, after having discussed it, I feel more like curious. Uh-huh. Definitely. <laughs> Intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Megan? I think... I think, yeah, I think if it's this long, I think... I think <laughs> Under 80 pages. I think there's something like, I think there's something about this kind of French escape into the symbolic, which I get tired of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and, and it's obviously not all French authors are guilty of this. Um, you could just take it literally. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but it's like, I, 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 I would like to see her play with signs more. Mm-hmm. But I will. I have a time limit on how long I will tolerate sign play. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. So is that a yes or no? It's a yes. Okay. The short one. <laughs> you nails. Yeah, kind of. It's a summary of what Eva and Macon just said. I think. Um, I'm very glad I read this for to discuss it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would make sense for me to like sit down in my room and like just read it and like put it in the shelf mm. so in the same way I, I do want to read more about her mm-hmm. from her by her but it's not yeah. going to be the first thing you do but it's not going to be the first <laughs> thing I do but okay. I, I do think I I, I am curious mm-hmm. and I was curious before reading this that's why, mm. that's why yeah. I that's wanted why to do this <laughs> podcast because I, I yeah. I've read some stuff about her and I think it would be great to read more but this has also taught me that it would be great to read this while someone else is reading the same. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it's... For safety. <laughs> <laughs> safety net. Yeah. No, but I think it's that those kind of pieces that I think you would get way more... Like, there are some books you can just, like, read out of enjoyment. Yeah. You can read out of, like, self-reflection. But I think this kind of read needs discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And for that reason, I think I'd still prefer like Story of the Eye or something instead. Mm-hmm. I haven't I think read it, that. I think it's more, I, I, I like the joy in it. Oh, I found mm. so much joy in this book. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> but I, I like, <laughs> I, 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 I love, like you say that in a single I love sigh, when like, there is no oh, joy. I so much joy oh, in this book. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, do, I do like when there is no joy in a if book. If I could give you my experience. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, I, but that's, I, I've had it in other books. I, I, I get it. Okay. It's just like I don't agree. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but I think it's great so when great. you don't get joy out of a book, but still you're intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, yeah, that's actually like, it's art. 
way more valuable than because you can always find a book that just like it's enjoyable to read but like mm. finding a book that you actually like get you like actually spend time thinking about it and you have this need mm. of like talking about it and you don't know exactly why I think that's I think that's why of the main reasons why we would just continue reading compulsively yeah. mm. and I think it's pretty clear that um Joe, you'd you'd read everything she's ever written oh, at this God, point. Yes. But then I tried her there's the exemplary um Oh, so, yeah, the, the like, oh, yeah. exemplary the, uh, the one I, I, I with the flowers here. and the green cover exactly. in Danish, yeah. <laughs> and I started Exemplary it, Departures. Exemplary Departures. And I started it, but it was at a bad time where I had to do like ten other things and then I did none of those things and I just read the necrophiliac again. <laughs> oh, it's just but I think, mm. yeah, oh, I think joy of reading. Like, certainly before we close off, we should you should probably like give the nice summary of the author that you've uh, heard elsewhere, which is. But I would been... I would also uh, I would like to ask Gio like to make like a summary, like one to five sentences of <laughs> why <laughs> why yeah like why do you think it was great to read this and like why are you happy about I having read curious. this and. Oh, I don't know. I mean, there is the thing where you just read a book, right? And you can't explain what is about it. I was definitely just that like sensation of the text that I loved. And then there was like, it was so perverted. Um, <laughs> and I read, I've read the Danish one. Like, I think you're twice. so Danish. <laughs> <laughs> and there was something just it's about like the language <laughs> that I couldn't figure out. That was just like creepy as hell. Mm. And I didn't know how old is this guy because to me, he could be anywhere between like 30 mm. and 60. And mm. the younger he gets, the more disturbed it is. And I like never knowing uh, this. Mm. And then there was the thing, I've never read a book about a necrophiliac. I've never read a book about a necrophiliac <laughs> before. <laughs> um, but I can God say it's one of the best <laughs> ones out there. <laughs> you get you need me. to like look out this uh, lit mm. literary And then field. there's just like, um, the things you can do with this text seems mm. like innumerable almost mm. because like you can read it gendered and you can read it uh, as signs and symbols and mm. all these things. And yeah. it became like a game of what I could do with this text, yeah. which was just really funny yeah. at the same time. I was just yeah. really That's enjoying true. reading yeah. it. Uh, so it was fun and it was a game. And mm. my biggest re regret is that there is not a lot of info about this author, Gabriel Wittkopf. Mm. Uh, on the Danish translation, it says that he was a self-proclaimed uh, child hater, misogynist and bisexual. Where like the bisexual comes off sort of odd with these two <laughs> previous things. Um, misogynist she, I mean, bisexual? She was homeschooled in France, in Nantes. Um, and then during the Second World War, she met this German deserter who, she, who was a homosexual and she married him in what they called an intellectual alliance. And when he was um, diagnosed cool. with Parkinson's in, I think, 88, he committed suicide, like consciously or what you would call it, like, sure. um, and wrote a letter and like she went out to shop and she knew when she would come home, he would be dead. Um, and oh, then she wow. did the same. She did the same in 2002 uh, when she was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. And at the same time, the author behind this book is just so fascinating and yeah. I mm. want to know more about her. So I think I keep reading this book to also know more about mm. her, which yeah. is just yeah. like, that won't happen. Mm. Um, well, you get very good at decoding signs. Mm -hmm. I get very yeah. good at decoding signs. <laughs> yeah, you want the people yeah. in a way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But then the people are... Dead. <laughs> but I want... And that's how you can really know them. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're flawless. Dead. 
But Macon, what are we going to read next month? Um, next time, we're going to be reading uh, The Piano Teacher. Ooh. Ooh. El something Janik. Elfrida Janik. Nice. Janik. So we're going to keep on the theme of books by women about um, the sexually atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Good theme. But this the time, summer. Nobel Prize winning. <laughs> so... Yeah, this is a pleasure. Um, there's way more to talk about, but no time because I'm going to edit this for Friday. So, mm. cheers, guys. <laughs> Hi. Thanks a lot.